0: Can I do can I do the the perhaps um misguided thing of bringing in the film Black Panther into this discussion? <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. So I, I you've seen the have you seen Black Panther? I assume you have. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, this to me is a perfect example because the true revolutionary there is the person that is characterized as the bad guy, right? The 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 revolutionary who wants to you know, regain the, uh, the crown, uh, in order to liberate all right. People of color everywhere in the world. And, and the quote unquote good guy is like the UN literally like the film spoiler alert ends with this kind of like, I'm going to start a non I'm going to go to the UN and we're going to like work things out rationally with the rest of the world. And there's going to be this nonprofit that in Oakland that helps alleviate Poverty, right? So, so there's this like totally liberal understanding of how to combat uh, racism, oppression, exploitation, and so forth. They and, like it seems to me that. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, they. I mean, I think that
1: the they're trying to argue that that method of uh, they're, they're casting the sort of um, you know, Black Panthers character. I forget his name, um, as, as being, a uh, the Michael Jordan character, Michael B. Jordan. He's like Jean-Jacques Dessalines, um, in, in that, like, you know, he, he's grown up under the oppressive system and he understands the need for change, but he's taking it too far. He wants to set up a new empire. Like, I think he says at one point, like, we're, you know, the sun will never set on our empire. Which is a, clearly a reference to the British Empire. What they used to say: "The sun right. never sets on the British Empire" because it was a quarter of the globe, and that was literally the case. Um,
0: By the way, I my my the first line I wrote in one of the essays I wrote back in the day was: "The sun never sets on the anti American Empire." And I was quite proud of that.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I think they 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 do make it glib, because I mean they they. They give the, you know, the protagonist is this, um, uh, you know, moderate sort of incrementalist fellow who's the king.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is, yep. by
1: the way, that's very weird to have a super advanced technological <laughs> society. There's a king, you decide who leads the country by v- by like a fight to the death. That uh, <laughs> traditionally is not a good way of selecting political leadership.
0: It seems, yeah, just not the best way. That's true. Yeah.
1: Um, but they don't get. They don't say that. They don't give a sort of like intermediate approach to be like both of you people are are wrong, and you know what we need to do is take on the imperialists, but not not to go overboard with it. So I don't know. I mean, it is a superhero movie.
0: Yeah, right. Because the assumption is that any attempt to release all people from suffering will inevitably lead to those people wanting to commit uh, their own, right, genocidal acts uh, of empire. That's not necessarily the case. So, so I mean, you're suggesting that there is kind of a psychological tendency to take revenge, of course. Um, and maybe when we, when we talk about something that is really powerful about MLK and and the nonviolent forms of political resistance, maybe that phenomenologically or or like the subject formation there when love is the project, perhaps that relationship with power is such that there's less likely to be kind of that um, just becoming the abuser after you've been abused once you have that position. But like there's nothing necessary about liberation leading to that. And, and I don't know, this is a very interesting discussion because th- that that whole – and MLK himself pointed out in his Vietnam speech, right, that, oh, the state loves me when I talk about nonviolence when it's we black protesters being nonviolence. But when I then use that same logic of nonviolence to criticize the war in Vietnam, the state suddenly says, no, 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 no. nonviolence is weakness. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 That's it's it's strength when we're being violent when the state is violent. That's strength. And if the state were to be nonviolent, that would be weakness. But no. So in other words, there's an asymmetry where the oppressed, they should be nonviolent. The oppressors get to legitimate their violence, whether it's through the police, through the soldiers. Right. So So there is this. Important logic that I think Fanon is pointing out that needs to be undone, right? Who gets to define what's violence? Very often the state does it, and when they do it, it's okay when the state does it, but everyone that tries to be liberated from their oppression, they need to stay nonviolent. Then they're shamed for, for any otherwise, uh, any, any behavior that, that deviates from that nonviolent action, right?